Ben McKee, VolQuest.com here with another edition of Extra Innings, this time with Tennessee starting third baseman Trey Lipscomb. Trey, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. How about yourself, sir? I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on and making me feel old by dropping that sir when uh, <laughs> I'm not too much older than, than yourself. Uh, let's start here. RG3, man, he, he's been giving you some shout outs on on Twitter lately. And I, I know you joined my guy, Jason Swain, a couple weeks ago and detailed that relationship. Just what is that relationship for, for those who have not heard? And, and why is RG3 shouting out Trey Lipscomb on social media? Yeah, I know. So we were back home for winter break and I come home from I forget what I was. I think I was at the grocery store. I was back in Maryland and my dad comes home. It's around like. 10 p.m. and he, he comes back with pictures of him and RG3 and RG3's wife and my dad's wife now just at dinner and I'm like no way like I used to watch this guy like <laughs> just on tv and like the, the whole Heisman thing was just it just baffled me and then um over the time my dad's been telling me like yo we got to get you in contact with RG3 just to meet up for you because he's just I mean he's just a great mentor you can see his stats but just, even off the field he's a great guy and so that's how the connection really started is my dad's wife is Estonian RG3's wife is Estonian so they have that connection and they both they all live in Baltimore. So they kind of just I mean they don't hang out often but like they stay in touch like over the phone pretty well. That that, that is really neat. How how often do you get in touch with him? Uh has he offered you any advice that that served you well this season? Yeah, no, he offers me a ton of advice um especially like like I said not even on the field but also off the field. Um like after every game he'll text me uh, even if we like we win or lose or I have a, if I have a bad game, he'll text me like, keep your head up. Um, a lot of people want to be in your position. Just keep doing you. And I think that means a huge thing because coming from his perspective, I mean, he played in the NFL. He won the Heisman at Baylor. So, I mean, so when you have somebody like that, just kind of talk to you and mentor you, it kind of means a lot. Speaking of Maryland and, and your dad, I had a couple questions in that ballpark. We'll, we'll start with what was your favorite sport? In, in high school, I saw where you played football, baseball, basketball, played everything. Was baseball your, your first love, or did you have to quit your first love to, to go with baseball? No, yeah, I, I always loved baseball, but I was a kid who loved to stay busy, so that's why I played all those sports. Um, I even wrestled growing up. Uh, my dad used to wrestle at the Citadel um, down there in South Carolina, the military school. So he got me into wrestling, too. I like that. Um, but, no, I always had a love for baseball, and I think I had to pick when I was around, I want to say, like, going into middle school because we used to live in Florida. And down in Florida, literally, baseball is a year thing. Like, there's no season. It's literally just straight – straight. they call it baseball season. So it's kind of hard to play any other sports. Um, but I, I like football a lot. I play basketball for fun. But, no, I grew a love for the game of baseball at a young age. How in the world did you once score seven touchdowns in a game? Were, were you the running back, quarterback? What, what was going on there? Well, I've told the story before. Uh, I was the quarterback to start the game, and I threw four touchdowns, but I also had three interceptions. And the game was coming. To, it was – I mean, we were going back and forth with this team. It was homecoming game. And so then um, they're like, I mean, we can't afford another interception, but I had four touchdowns, like, throwing it. So they put me at wide receiver, and then I caught um, three more touchdowns. But most people don't know that. In that game, I literally dropped the game-winning touchdown and then caught the game-winning touchdown right after that. <laughs> just, uh, just, just balling out all over the field there. You, you yeah. if this next question embarrasses you, you, you can blame your Tennessee bio and go complain to Sean Barrows and get him to change it. But 
your your full name is LeVictor Antoine Lipscomb. I'm imagining your dad's name is LeVictor. Uh, where right. did Trey come from? Well, so when um, – yeah, my dad, his name is LeVictor, and then his dad's name is LeVictor. So my dad goes by LeVictor Jr. They call him Vic, and I'm LeVictor third. And I guess um, when, like, they pr- put it in perspective of being the third, it kind of comes from Trey. Like, Trace and Trey kind of sound on the okay. same similar thing. And that's when you hear people – some people have, like, when they're the third, you hear people with names like Trip. And um, as growing up, I've heard that a lot. And then a lot of people came up to me and said, my name's Trey, too, because I'm the third. So, like, at first I thought it was, like, unique. I thought I was the only one. But now that I've grown into, grown into life a little bit, I hear that story all the time. Well, that is actually the first time I've ever heard that. So you, you can still <laughs> feel good about being unique because I, I had not heard that before. That That is really cool. When did you move to Maryland? Was it Florida and Maryland, the, the two places you lived growing up, or, or were there other stops along the way? Yeah, no. So I was born in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and I don't really remember much from there. And then we moved to Georgia. And I did all of like preschool and elementary school so up until fifth grade. And then after fifth grade, we moved to Florida and I did all of middle school in Florida, um, sixth through eighth grade. And then after Florida, we moved to North Carolina and I did just freshman year in, in Cary, North Carolina, in a high school named uh, Panther Creek. And then after we moved to North Carolina, then we moved to Maryland and now that's where I reside. But we lived in Maryland for about five years, but I've been in Tennessee for, I think, three of them or four of them. So like, I haven't really like, that's really, that's what I call home. But like, I haven't really been in Maryland. If that makes sense. Besides the breaks uh, that we get. Right. I know. I look, I, I understand. I, I was a military brat and lived all over yeah. the place, including North Carolina. So we were over in Fayetteville for four years. So uh, okay. how does a, a kid from, from Maryland slash Florida get to Tennessee? Uh, so when I used to play baseball in Florida, I had a bunch of friends um, that I used to, like, hang out and, like, just be around. And then when I moved to Maryland, I played with this team called the uh, Virginia Stars. And, um, I mean, I was getting looks at from a bunch of the local schools, like Maryland, uh, VMI, Virginia Tech, Virginia. But I really wanted to go, like, down south because, I, I don't know, <clears throat> I wanted, like, the warmer weather. And I really like just being in the south. And, I mean, SC is a phenomenal conference, and I just knew that. If I went somewhere like this, then I would tremendously get not only better as a player, but as a person within the coaching staff that brought me in. And so, like, I hit up some of my friends from back home um, in Florida, and I was like, like, what travel ball team are you guys playing for? And um, they were saying, like, oh, we're playing for Five Star National. So I reached out to the coach. They told me to come out to a tournament. I came out to a tournament down in Nashville for the first one. Um, and that's where I met guys like Austin Knight and Max Ferguson, who were also playing on Five Star. And they were committed to Tennessee. So I was like, this is a great opportunity for, like, the Tennessee coaching and the coaching staff to see me. And so after that, they invited me to a few camps. I've been to, like, two or three camps. And then after, I think my third one, I was like, I really want to go here. Okay. So college baseball recruiting is is far different than football or basketball. Uh, guys commit <laughs> seventh, eighth grade. So did you commit to Coach Vitello or were you a Serrano recruit? No, I committed to Coach Vitello. Okay. What what about Coach Vitello made you want to pick Tennessee and, and believe in his vision for what Tennessee baseball would become? I mean, he didn't really preach to me what the program would become because, I mean, it's kind of hard to come in and kind of, like, take an educated guess on, like, where they're going to stand within the this phenomenal conference. But he preached to me that this 
like this team and this coaching staff was always going to be about family. And that meant a lot to me and my family because I'm really close to my family. And so, like, you're around the guys and the coaching staff, like the players of this organization, a lot more than you are your actual family. And when you build that bond together, that, like, sometimes you can't – like, some of the guys from last year I still talk, I talk to every day, like Liam Smith and Max Ferguson and Jake Rucker. I talk to those guys every day and Chad Dallas. So some of those bonds just can't be broken. Um, and that's what Coach Vitello really preached to me, just about family – like, family things. And um, when I really – when I heard that, it kind of, like, took into another perspective about, like, oh, okay, this it's not just all about baseball, even though we're here a lot of the time, but it's about the bonds you create within baseball. You led me into your next question. You are a very unique college athlete in today's world, just with the transfer portal. And I know you've been asked this a million times this year, you having to sit behind Andre Lipsius as a true freshman and then having to sit behind Jake Rucker for two years. Do you do you still carry the, the lessons you learned from Andre and Jake with you? Is there something that that maybe they harped to you that that you still carry and and has helped you be so successful this season. Yeah, no, I, I mean I'd be kind of silly if I didn't listen to two All Americans that played in front of me, you know. <laughs> but um, no, they just preached to me about like just when you're at, when you're out there, the coaching staff they literally they want you out there, like they don't want anybody else out there, and they put you out there for a reason. And that's what like that's when the whole mentality piece comes into mind, just the whole confidence thing that okay, like, here I am. I'm out here playing the game I love. Like, why be nervous? Just do what you've always been doing as a young kid, and then if it works, it works out. And if it doesn't, then you go back to the drawing board and get better. The, the coaching staff has always spoke very highly of you. Like, hey, I, I know Jake Rucker's here. I, I know Andre Lipsius is here. But the future of third base is Trey Lipscomb. Like, this, this kid has a, a terrific future. Tony Vitello always spoke highly of you to the media in that regard. What – what would you pinpoint if you had to pinpoint one thing that has allowed you to be successful this season? What, what do you think that one thing would be? Um, just really buying into the mental, the mental game. Um, I know like a lot of people can say like, Oh, I got bigger, stronger, faster. But honestly, when I got here my freshman year, I put on 20 pounds of weight and I think 10 pounds of that was muscle. So I, I knocked that out my freshman year. And then, so like, honestly, the sophomore year and junior year is all about getting the mental right. And I really bought into that. So I think that's the really the one key thing that kind of helps me out there on the field. All right, let, let's knock out a couple rapid fire, get to know you questions better, and, and, and we'll let you get to a lift. What are you majoring in? Uh, communications. Okay. Any idea uh, if baseball were to not work out for whatever reason uh, or even after baseball, what, what you would want to do? Yeah, probably just going to somewhere like, um, like ESPN, line up something along there, um, become like a sports broadcaster or something like that. Okay, I I obviously can can respect that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What what is Trey Lipscomb like to do in his free time? Uh, honestly, I just like to chill out, talk to the family. I like to paint a little bit. Um, I got a bunch of canvases on my wall. It's about different album covers. I haven't done one in a while, but I like to do that when I have a little bit of free time. And honestly, just listen to music. I'm a big music guy. Okay, that that leads me in to to my next question for Trey Picasso over here. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> what 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 is your go to music? Who who are your go to artists? What, what's what's playing in Trey Lipscomb's car when when if I were to get into your car? Uh, honestly, I think it depends on the day. I kind of like to switch it up. On a Friday when I'm going to the field, like for a game day, I kind of like to listen to like maybe some like Future, like some Little Baby, um, just some stuff to get my mind right. Because Friday nights in the SEC are huge. <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> also, I like to listen like on a Saturday. I kind of like to get the vibe going a little bit, so I'll play like a little EDM, um, and some stuff like that, just to get like get me loose and kind of just feel like I'm I'm ready to go out there. And then Sunday is all about God's day, so I kind of just throw on some worship songs and just kind of just listen to that as I'm on the way to the field. So kind of I like a bunch of different genres, um, but they all mean something to me in a little way. What What about the the one album cover hanging up on your wall that comes to mind? Uh, I like the, I got a juice for one on my, um, my wall in front center that my sister actually did. She's really good. I think she kind of got me into painting. Uh, she did that. Um, but I know I really like it. So the juice for one. And then I gotta, I gotta get some other ones up there. I got a little Uzi one up there. Um, I got a biggie notorious B I G. Uh, but no, I gotta get some more up there. <clears throat> What's your walk-up song and why? Uh, I did Prices by Lil Uzi. Uh, I don't know. I kind of just like the the countdown when I go up there. It kind of just gets me into my rhythm because, honestly, baseball baseball is a game about rhythm to me, um, besides the mental piece. So when, like, it comes on, I just hear, like, one, two, three, and that just means, like, let's go. Like, I'm going up to the box. It's my time. It's my show. Um, who cares what anybody else thinks? If they don't like it, then they don't like it. But I like it, so – it's going to get me up there and be able to be my best in the box. Word on the street is Kyle Booker controls the aux cord in the, in the clubhouse. Oh yeah. Um, he puts on a show during the pregame. Um, <laughs> when we come back after from, um, I guess the batting practice, he always has some tunes crunked up, ready to go and get us in the right move. Superstitions. Uh, I wouldn't say I really have any superstitions. Um, not that I can think of. Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't really think I have any superstitions. Oh, actually, I do have superstitions. My socks, I have two left socks. Um, I don't have any right, I don't have any right socks, so they're both <laughs> left socks because on the baseball field, it's making a lot of left turns. If you like it, <laughs> oh, that, that, that's what's up. I, I haven't heard that one before. I really like that one. Funniest teammate, uh, I don't know, you guys know, but Kavar's tears is pretty, <laughs> he's pretty funny. He's a, I, he's I, a good one. I saw uh, the 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 replay of Tennessee coming out of the dugout on Saturday night against Auburn, and Auburn coming out of the dugout. And I don't know if you saw Kavaris, but he he was one of the first one high stepping out of the dugout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just trying to make an impact in any way that he can. Because I mean, there's a bunch of dudes out there on the field, and he's gonna get his turn. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's gonna be really really good, especially in this league and it's the way he's put in the amount of work he's put in. He's gonna be really good. But honestly, anybody who can make just a small little impact on the bench just helps us win in a big way. Craziest teammate? Drew Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's even a question. Hands down, Drew Gilbert. Best dressed or the one with the most drip, whichever way you want to take it. Best dressed. Uh, that's like a teammate? Yes. Uh, I have to go – Honestly, I would like to say I'm in the top. I'm in the top five, maybe top two <laughs> of that category. But I got some drip. Jordan Beck. I mean, Jordan Beck has some drip on the field, but off the field, I gotta go with probably Kyle Booker. Okay. What about uh most likely to talk your ear off? Um, uh, let me think about this one. Well, when I come in the locker room, who's always oh um Nathan Smith. Okay. Okay. What about uh the most gullible? Uh. 
I would say Burns. Chase Burns is pretty gullible. He can't believe, <laughs> he can't believe anything. I mean, as a freshman, though, it's kind of expected, you know. Most opinionated. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I really don't think anybody on the team really bases their knowledge off of opinions. I think we all have our different opinions that we kind of like to rely on. I don't think anybody once, like, specifically has, like, the most opinionated about themselves. All right. Last one I got for you. Favorite teams and favorite players growing up? Uh, so I'm a Bengals fan, but I've always liked A.J. Green. When I, was in, when I used to live in Georgia, I went to a friend's birthday party, and his sister was dating A.J. Green, and I didn't have a ride home. So A.J. Green gave me a ride home, so he's always been <laughs> one of my favorite um, players. So that's why I like the Bengals, although he's with the Cardinals now. But I stuck with the Bengals because they got Joey Burrow now. And that kid's – I mean – He's crazy. Um, as he's a, a Steelers guy. fan, as a Steelers fan, I do not approve. <laughs> that's a tough. That's a tough team. I know Corey and Lawson are Steelers fans, and Ben Joyce. They're actually both Steelers fans. There you go. See, all Bens think think smartly. There you go. <laughs> how can uh, last? Really, the last thing, and most importantly, how can people follow you on social media? Uh, my Instagram is tlips22, and then my Twitter tlips03. That's really basically what I use. I kind of just base it off of. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I would say that's where I kind of spend most of my social media time if I'm on it. But I also follow Twitter up a lot. Trey, appreciate your time, my friend. Yeah, anytime. Thank you.